Hello friends, how are you? How are you getting on? I hope you're having a lovely, gentle Christmas and you're not getting too stressed out with all the festivities, getting the presents and the dinner together. And uh, I hope you're having a lovely, gentle day, living in the present moment and being kind to yourself. And the man I have on the podcast is going to teach us all about that. So today I'm absolutely chuffed to have me go pal Seamus Fox. Seamus is a coach, business owner, podcaster, TED talker, mentor. He's the author of a book called A Crash Course to Success, as well as the founder of the Mindset Junkie Academy. So I'm absolutely chuffed and delighted to have me go pal Seamus on the podcast. So Seamus, how are you, pal? I'm good, Colin. Thank you for having me on, Paul. I'm delighted to have you on. And I'm just like I was just man having a look. Like I was trying to like you've done so much stuff on. Like I was looking at all the stuff you've done, and it's incredible the amount of things you've done. Like where do you get like your your drive and and like your that energy from to achieve so much things? Um for me looking at the, the energy and I suppose the motivation behind it I actually don't really know and that's being totally honest it's something that I've looked at before myself it's something that I've went like deep diving on before myself and then I've looked at childhood and think was it something around that and for me a lot of the, the values that we have as adults are usually derived from the voids that we experience um, in some way or form we either experience them as an adult or we experience them as a child so what we feel is missing, usually a lot of the times is what forms our values. So the voids that we experience, the things that we think aren't there or perceive that aren't there, usually forms the values that we have when we're older. So for me, I look at what I thought was missing or um, what I maybe didn't experience, and they then form my values and the things that I really want to grow towards and achieve and experience in life. That's powerful. So, like, you just got up one day and said, Roy, I, I, I don't like the way my life is going. I feel that something's missing. And you kind of made a target in your head to say, Roy, I want these things in my life. And I think they're attainable. And you just went on to go achieve these things. <laughs> to say it that way would be pretty easy. It didn't really happen that way, um, to, be, to be fair. Uh, I suppose to give you some context. I left school at 16, didn't have any like, real qualifications. In fact, I didn't have any. I didn't even do, to be totally honest. Um, and kind of was finding my way for years, like just doing the usual thing, younger, like partying, drinking, taking drugs and on that type of scene. Um, and not really knowing where I was going or what I was doing. Uh, an event happened that kind of woke me up. I smashed my car head on the wall uh, one morning, out of my head, uh, drunk, partying for two days. Um and that really kind of got me to take stock of where I was at, what I was doing, um, who I was becoming, basically. And that got me into back in the training. I've always been involved in sport and fitness and health, you know, from a young age of seven, mm -hmm. loved that. Um, and then fell away from it for a while, just kind of being on the party scene. That happened, got arrested, lost my license, all the usual stuff that comes along with the coach, etc. And then that kind of made me take stock. And I got into bodybuilding. Uh, won a competition here in uh, Belfast and then that led me into personal training and it was then once I started getting into personal training and that life and seeing that now I have a, an opportunity for a career here because before I was laboring, riffing, like concreting and selling cigarettes in the back and markets doing all sorts of everything just to try and make a pound. 
once I got into that, I could see that, right, now I have an opportunity here for a career. Like before that, I was doing 12-hour shifts for £3 an hour, and now somebody's paying me £25 an hour to train them in the gym. I was like, right, I can actually make something of myself here. I can actually do something here that's productive. I'm getting to do something that I really love, and people are getting fantastic results for it, and they're willing to pay me for it. So it was kind of then that that it just began to kind of snowball. It was never like one clear thing. I'm going to do this and I'm going to achieve that. And I'm going to do that. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of happened that way. And then it began to grow and grow and grow and grow from there. That's powerful. So, so you found after that kind of moment in the car, you know, um, that you kind of like found exercise as a way of kind of changing your life and trying to have a, something more positive to aim towards. hundred percent, man. Um, and I spoke about this before, I think that like, the biggest part that I teach people on and coach people on is understanding like their real values, the hierarchy of values, and we all have a set, like a unique, specific set of values. And it's like a fingerprint. And I think that whenever we're not living in our highest values, we're usually living in the lower ones, which is a lot of the times destructive, or we see it as sabotage or procrastination. But sometimes if we look closely, we can see them as self-serving. So for me, health and fitness has always been like one of my highest values my whole life, still is. And when I'm not doing those things, I feel like I'm not being aligned or I'm not doing what I should be doing. And a lot of the times the universe has funny ways of presenting things that bring you back on course to do the things that you really should be doing and to get you aligned with who you're supposed to be. And for me, it took years of looking back at that event and seeing that as that event. So... At that time, I didn't see it because it didn't have the awareness or the knowledge. They really understand it. But when I look back now, I see that event as a self-serving instead of self-sabotage. I see that it, that event happened to bring me back in line with doing the things that I truly value, which for me was health and fitness. That led on to bodybuilding, that led on to personal training, and then creating um, businesses in the fitness sector, coaching businesses, etc. So, yeah, I think most times we're very... Look, we're very fast to blame procrastination. We're very fast to say we're sabotaging ourselves. But we sabotage ourselves a lot of the times in the areas that we don't truly value when we're not living according to how we should be living or doing things that we truly love, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's that's powerful, isn't it? And it is that thing, man. Because I remember for years, I was, I was trying to be someone I wasn't. I was trying to be the tough guy. I was trying to be like this, you know, I was, I was so terrified beneath the surface that I was putting on this persona that I just wanted to be liked and accepted, you know, and trying to enforce this by using alcohol and other things to, to enable me to become this character that I wasn't. And I remember every morning waking up and I'd be riddled with so much fear and um, anxiety because I, I was playing an avatar that I just wasn't, you know what I mean? Because I didn't know who else I was. And it wasn't until that that I kind of started to walk a different path that I discovered my values and I discovered the real stuff that I, I that lit my soul on fire and made me feel alive. And it wasn't so much, Jesus, what what will the lads think if if I get into this or if I get into that? Like, did you have, did you struggle with that that transition when you kind of took, a, I suppose, a different path in your life to go say, right, I want to go and, um, you know, I want to go and chase these different goals in my life. Did you struggle, like, li- leaving that old life behind or leaving them old friends behind to kind of go and succeed at a different thing in life? For sure, and I, I think that naturally, like, naturally they just begin to kind of fall away as you choose something for yourself. Um, and sometimes it's tough for people, 100%. Sometimes it's tougher again because a lot of that circle could be family and you might need to distance yourself from them for a certain period of time. But 
I got to the point where I knew that what I was doing wasn't leading me anywhere. Um, I had a, a partner who's now my wife at that time. We had a, a young stepson um, and I wasn't able to provide. And, and for, for me, those things were kind of, they were gnawing on me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it kind of came to a point where it was just like, right, I, I need to actually do something different. I don't want to keep doing that anymore. It's just bullshit. It's not helped me at all. Um, so for me, getting my head down on the training, I had a, a mentor at that time who I didn't even know what a mentor was. Um, but when I look back and see it, it was a mentor to me and he guided me in, in bodybuilding and he gave me a job in the gym then at that time as well too, which gave me just a, a completely different perspective on like where I could really begin to grow. And yeah, you do have to be disciplined in yourself, I suppose, and you do have to be brave enough as well too to know that right, this environment doesn't serve me anymore. I need to change um, and be willing to let go of people who aren't serving you and who are pulling you back. Now, again, there's a different perspective on that because everything does serve and you can see how this benefits you in some way or form. And I think a lot of the times people think that you need to be ignorant or you need to be cheeky and you need to be forceful to get away from people. You don't. You just need to kind of look at where you really want to be and, and step on that and have the courage to do it too. I love that, man. Yeah. And like what, what advice would you give to someone if they're not too sure their values are at that place where they haven't discovered what their values or their purpose are? is in life and they're just not satisfied with where they are now at life but they want to kind of you know go and like go in a different direction in life and discover those those values and that sense of purpose and meaning yeah um for me i learned the the value determination process through one of my mentors was dr john d martini i became a facilitator and a coach uh, for the team martini institute and he has 13 specific questions that help you determine your true values so a lot of people think values are words and like honesty and integrity, et cetera. But, but we know that these are things that we're not always, we're not always honest. Mm-hmm. We don't always act with integrity because we're human beings and we have traits and we have flaws and we're, sometimes we're good and sometimes we're not. Um, his questions is getting you to be really, really clear on what your life is actually truly demonstrating. So the 13 questions is, is what I take people through first and foremost uh, from a coaching standpoint to get them clear on what their life really demonstrates in terms of what they value or what they value. Um, for me, I think that most people think that they are not loving how they should be loving or they don't feel how they want to feel or they're not good enough. But that usually comes down to a comparison thing as well too. I think that usually we're comparing ourselves to other people. We're comparing mm-hmm. our life and our results and our health and our fitness and our finances the other people and we put other people in pedestals and we usually put ourselves in a pit and anytime that we look at other people and think and put them up here like we're putting ourselves um down into the pit but we always have usually a like a a biased polarized perception of uh what we're actually looking at so we look at these people and think that they have their shit together and it's all positive it's all happy mm-hmm. it's all great and we don't see the other side which is always there. There's always another side. There's always the opposite side of what you're perceiving. Yeah. So I think that most people don't feel well within themselves or centered or balanced. Usually from what I see is because of comparison. They're always comparing themselves to something else outside of themselves. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? I, I, I do that naturally. Like I, like I started up jiu-jitsu recently and straight away I'd walk in and I'd come compare myself to everyone in the room who's better than me. Or I'd walk into jobs and I'd be like, oh, he's a better education than me or 
he's here longer, you know, um, and it's that thing, you know, don't compare your insides with other people's outsides because, you know, everyone's on different journeys and everyone's on different parts of them journeys, you know, and and Theodore Rosenfeld has that quote, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And it's to catch yourself doing that and to say, right, because as soon as we start comparing ourselves to other people, then we think, oh, hey, I'm doing something wrong or I'm an imposter or I'm not good enough to do this thing. And to like literally to catch ourselves doing that, like what what's the strategy you use when you find yourself trying to compare yourself to other people? Because I say you struggling out, especially like you're doing the bodybuilding, the first thing we're going to do is think, oh, this guy's he's bigger than me or he's like, you know, stronger than me. And straight away, oh, I'm going to quit because I'm not going to be any, any good at this, like, you know. What I mean? Yeah. Uh, back then, I didn't know any any of this information at all. I hadn't like really deep dived and studied as much as I have done over the years. So back then, um, uh, to be honest, I think if I look back then, I was kind of I had my eye on a, on a competition that I wanted to compete in, mm. and it was literally like just tunnel vision. Um, that was just right. I need to go and train, and I need to train each day, and I need to eat this, and I need to do that, and those were the things that I kind of concentrated most on. Um, at that time now again like what we're doing is we're comparing our values to other people for me like right now and understanding all of this I'd be conscious to understand what my true values are and understanding that that person has their own values as well too and whether they're conscious or aware of them or not that's what their life is demonstrating my life is demonstrating what I truly value I've been a coach for 16 years Um, I have businesses within the coaching space my life demonstrates that I love coaching. My life demonstrates that I love helping people. Um, and that's what I do. And if I don't love according to that, that's when I don't feel aligned. That's when I feel like I'm sabotaging and beating myself up because I'm not doing what I should be doing, let's say. Um, so usually you have like three is your top three values, like your hierarchy of values. And then you have lower values. And you can then in business or in life, you can start to delegate out things that are lower on your values that don't really give you inspiration or give you energy that... Um, make you feel that you're moving forward but for me it's always a case of looking at what your true values are sticking with those and living by them I so when you're comparing you're you're literally comparing what other people value most to what you value most yeah i love that and i remember someone saying that to me before like if you're feeling anxious you're feeling off it's not just to ignore it and run away from it it's listen to it why is it telling you like why do you have that feeling that you, something's not right and usually it is usually anxiety is a is an indicator to say right, I want to do something different and that's when years ago when I was returning to drink it was it was because I wasn't living to my values and it was like I, I, but I didn't want to listen to that voice or that anxiety that was telling me here it's something this isn't what you're, you're, you're you've way more potential than what you're doing right now you're not on your, your right path here but I was numbing down that voice and then when I actually started to listen to that and say right I, you know what what can I what can I do with that pain or that anxiety to kind of catapult me into a place where I want to go did you did, do you feel that when you're feeling off or you feel anxious that it's an indicator man. like yeah 100% and we spoke about it briefly before before we come on live um, and I don't mind saying it like Two years ago, when lockdowns happened, my values were challenged fucking massively because a lot of my values in and around business and coaching has been travel and um, going to experience. Most of the goals that I'd set were to be able to speak here and travel here and do all these different things. And then they get massively challenged, and I had a massive sense of apathy at that point over like certain goals and where am I going and what am I doing. And when those get challenged, and when everything kind of shifted and changed and the patterns that shifted and changed, 
as I said, I, I had not been drinking for 14 months. I ended up then back drinking again and thinking, right, I'm just going to uh, have a few drinks here and a few drinks there. But it's took me nearly two years again in that pattern to get back the pattern of being off it again and, and saying, no, this isn't for me. But when I look at that, it was because I feel that my challenge, my values had been challenged so much and I didn't really get clear on where I was going and what I was doing with them. And I let other things creep back in again that weren't really serving me. They were serving me at that time. Let's say, yeah, yeah. because it all serves. They served me at that time because it was numbing um, a certain bit of pain. It was giving me a certain bit of freedom also because I, to be totally honest, for a while was going, right, well, where the fuck is this leading to? <laughs> yeah. How do we see a way out of this? Like, what is actually going on? All mm. of this stuff was creeping on. Um, and it's took me a while to get back. They come off that pattern and go, right, hold on a minute. That's not where I really want to be. It's not how I really want to feel. And it's definitely not serving my highest values. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, it's so true, isn't it? And look, I found that when I had to start lockdown, it was a great justification to get back into all these bad habits because, you know, like we were chatting about, I have that good salesman that lives in my head and sells me really shitty ideas, like, you know, and uh, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is a great opportunity to, to just go and hit it again, like, you know, and... Uh, but just knowing that, like, like what you said there, you know, you're kind of waking up and you're feeling anxious and you're feeling off and being like, right, how long do I want to go down this road before I say, right, this, this, because I find that, you know, I'd be waking up and all that shit that I was drinking on was still, still there. Like, it's not solving it. It's like a quick hit, but it's a gratification. It's a, it's a quick di- distraction. And then, you know, you're, you're enhancing that anxiety and it's just like, oh man, I like, you know, and then what I found out of the lockdown that I did go through, like, rather than hitting the drink, that I, I hit the sugar and stuff like that. And then, but I, 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 I think, as you said there, that you needed the, I think I needed that too because I just wasn't motivated until I got to a place where I felt so lousy where I was that that was nearly a catapult to say, really, I need to get out of this situation. I mean, I need to get out of this place. I mean, I feel so low. I feel so shitty. Like, I need to do stuff. And I started writing a goals list and I said, right, I want to do, do a run. I want to do a marathon. I want to do an Ironman. You know, and I started doing all these things then, but I don't think I would have wrote that goals list Unless I was in the depths of despair. I was just really suffering with my mental health at the time. I built about two months into lockdown because I was just giving all these shitty behaviours and habits. And then it was like, right, and I, I kind of used this thing to, I didn't know at the time, but only looking back, it was like, it was nearly my pain and my suffering from that rock bottom that motivated me to where I am now to even like, one of them goals was to, on the, on the goals is, was to start a podcast. And I don't think we'd be sitting here now having this conversation if we hadn't hit that rock bottom at the, at the start of lockdown, you know? Yeah, and that's it. And they quote uh, Jim Rohn. He says, change happens through inspiration or desperation. Mm. Like sometimes it's desperation, sometimes it's inspiration. Yeah. And again, you can look at that event and see it as, well, this actually served me because it fucking woke you up. Um, yeah. It made you actually realize that you aren't doing what you should be doing and you aren't feeling how you, what you want to feel. So I think a lot of times what happens is as society and as human beings, we get really polarized on like certain aspects of our life and we judge ourselves too much. Yeah. And we feel guilty over certain things. And guilt is the assumption that you've caused more negatives than positive in any situation. But there's never one without the other. Yeah. And if we begin to look deeper, we'll see that everything does serve. So like certain situations that you've been through or I've been through or like what anybody's been through, like you can go back to that and find the hidden benefits. Like you can go back and say, right, well, in that uh, depth of despair or in this like 
um, circumstance that you thought was negative or really disturbing or whatever it may be, if we begin to look closer and we begin to be more introspective and ask ourselves the right questions, we can see how it actually serves. And this is what I do as, as part of my coaching. I take people into things that they've got a real polarized view of. And then the thing that you have a real polarized perception of, you store it subconsciously and that runs you and you don't run it. And until you bring it back in the balance and see how it actually serves and how it's benefited and where it was good in your life and what it's good in your future and all these different things, it's hard to be balanced in it and you're not going to be neutral towards it. And anything that we have a completely like a completely polarized perception of is going to control us until we bring it back in the balance again and see how it actually benefited your life in some sort of way. It's so true. Like, it's funny how our natural default is always negative. Like I, I remember I had an old boxing coach and, uh, you know, you kind of be having a chat about oh, how, how did everything go? And he point out, he say all these positive things, but he point out one negative thing and I'd focus on that negative thing, you know what I mean? Or I could be playing a football game and it'd score a hat-trick, but I'd be hitting, thinking about the one shot that hit the post or, you know, you could put out like even your book. That, I think that's normal, man. And that's, okay. that's your brain's way to bring you back in the balance. And right. again, we judge ourselves on that. Like if you try and be positive all day, every day, you're going to you're gonna attract the negative to bring you back in the balance again so you're not being deluded. It's that simple. Like okay. You cannot be a positive person all day, every day. And anybody that says that they are full of shit. Right. So anytime that you're trying to be a one-sided person, you're going to attract the opposite to bring you back in the balance and see yeah. if you're not one-sided. Just the, yeah, have, yeah. Like yin and yang. Yeah. yeah, we have the positive and the negative. And I think anytime that we try and push for one, we naturally attract the other because that's what your brain wants to do, it's what your body wants to do, it wants homeostasis, it wants balance. Yeah, but and it's part of the human design that we're naturally going to, like the full human emotional spectrum is that we're going to get highs and lows, we're going to feel positive, we're going to feel negative. It's like the tide comes in, the tide goes out, there's a winter, there's a summer, there's a day, there's a night, you know, and it's just about like, as you said, trudging on, and you know, like like them, like I think you learn a lot more from your rock bottoms about your own character and about life than you do about on the mountaintops. You know what I mean? Because yeah. success, you're just sitting there. Like I found when in the, like when everything's all the boxes are ticked and bored, I'm looking around, going right now, what you know. But when I have something to aim towards and saying, right, I, I, I'm always, I'm always feel more satisfied in forward motion that I have something to aim towards. I remember when I, I, I completed my Ironman and just there after a few days, just feeling so bleeding depressed because like, this was my life purpose and now it's done and now I'm like, right now what do I do with my life? You know, and I just yeah. felt this mad anti-climax that this big nice shiny thing in the distance is gone now and i'm like right i need something to, to aim towards like you know yeah and, and that's the thing that we can i suppose consciously do like day by day which is to try and see the opposite side so anything that we build up so much again like you experience this massive high and then you get the massive low because you yeah. built this massive high up so much you have to have the loading again, bring you back around again. Yeah. But in any situation, if we like, like, let's say, for example, like going and competing in an Ironman, you see it as a positive, it's going to be this way and it's going to be that way and it's all going to be fantastic. But if we do this consciously each day and look for the downsides in, the, in that, we can naturally begin to balance ourselves out. So most people, maybe if they see a, a relationship or a girlfriend or they want to go and create a business, yeah. They see it usually as only one sided. It's going to be positive. It's going to be great. I'm going to earn all these different things. I'm going to have all this amount of money coming on. But if we consciously like make the choice to see, right, well, where's the downside in this? How is this going to negative impact me? How is this going to actually um, be a downside in my life? How is it going to be a downside in my health, my fitness, my finances? How is it going to be the downside in all these different areas of life? 
Mm. You begin to create more balance for yourself consciously each day so that you can see both sides of the equation instead of just perceiving one side. And then when you get there and see that there's two sides, sometimes you get upset at that because you've built it up as one as a one-sided event. I love that. It's so true. Like, you would obviously help a lot of people. What would you do to maintain your own kind of mental health and well-being? Because you, you know that one, like, it, like you're getting on the plane, you need to put your own os- oxygen mask on first. Like, what would yeah. you do to maintain your own kind of mental health? For me, maintaining my own mental health is exercise, breath work, meditation. Um, those are kind of the key, like, areas. Do you like yourself? Do you cold water? Um, dipping in therapy as well, too. Those are the things that really affect like your physiology and then impact your psychology. So me having a routine, having some type of routine that you can implement and stick to daily, it doesn't have to be a massive list of things. Um, controlling your input as well too, like making sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right type of people, the right type of information. Mm-hmm. Finding something that gives you inspiration as well too, something that gives you, it doesn't have to be a clear purpose, it doesn't have to be a mission for life. It's something that you're inspired to do each day. Because again, like a lot of the times we're looking for motivation, but motiva- motivation is usually an outside thing. And it's usually motivated by something outside of ourselves where inspiration is more from within. So it's something that you naturally feel inclined to do. I think like having like routines that maybe doing some breath work, meditation, um, reading a specific thing, listening to specific podcasts, being around the right type of people who are um, supporting like where you want to be and how you want to grow. Those things are what will really impact and help your mental health. We all know that better nutrition and uh, hydration and better sleep. And we all know that exercise and all of those different things is a massive impact as well too. But I think a lot of the times for people that are maybe just starting out, these things seem daunting and they seem scary. And it's like, fuck, I have to do all of this. It just seems like a nightmare. You don't. You can just start small. You can implement something. You can get up first thing in the morning and breathe in for four seconds and breathe out for four seconds through your nose and do that for two to three minutes. Put your hand in your heart and say thanks. Practice a wee bit of gratitude. And do that every single day. If you did that for 30 days every single morning, I can guarantee that you would begin to start to think and feel differently. If you did it every night, you would begin to think and feel different after 30 days. That's a guarantee. It doesn't have to be something that's massive. It doesn't have to be this monumental change. It can be small, daily, incremental changes that's going to compound over time and give you massive change. That's powerful. Yeah, it is that, isn't it? It's them little subtle things. It's like, was this list of uh, Will Smith in a podcast there a few weeks ago and he was talking about you lay one brick at a time, like one well-laid brick at a time and that's how you build them solid houses, like, you know what I mean? And and like that, doing that like I find that, um, the, the, like the things, that if I don't go for my C-dip and write that gratitude list or I haven't ran in a few days, that I actually start to feel it and I see the impact that these things are having on me when I stop doing them and I realise how much I miss them, you know what I mean? Because they... They seem to just put a, you know, they're like somewhat of a, a, an emotional lubricant for everything in 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 my life. That I, like the the kind of job aspect and relationship aspect, and the you know the, the just the life aspects get get a lot more easier when I'm doing these things. Like you know, that's like my my foundation, and if my foundation is good, then I can build on that, and I'm a lot. I'm, there's a better version of me in all affairs of my life. Like you know. 
Hundred percent, man. If you look at the vast majority of people, like they're up first thing in the morning, and it's rushing straight out the door. It's like throwing the kids in the car. It's rushing out to work. You know, people don't really take time for themselves, and I think it's something that um, should be implemented. It should be taught for sure. They like take time for yourself each and every single morning. They balance out your mind and balance out your nervous system. Again, if you've had a bad night's sleep and you're getting up first thing in the morning, you're straight on the phone, you're looking at emails, boom, 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 boom. You're triggering that sympathetic nervous system. It's fight or flight all day long. And you might never bring your body back on the balance again if you don't know how to do it, if you're not implementing those wee tools. Mm. And that is just that stress response all day, every day. Um, and then you wonder why you're like stressed or burned out or um, angry or like you just can't seem to relax. You can't because you're not actually giving yourself the time to do that. So by implementing something simple each and every morning, which is maybe discipline yourself to get up 20 minutes earlier or, or half an hour earlier and sit down the stairs without your phone, just sit in silence, have a few deep breaths, relax and write down three things that you're grateful for from the day before or for the day ahead or like right now, something yes. simple. And yeah. it's just a way of balancing out your nervous system and bringing you like, and the coherence yeah. so that when you do get challenged throughout the day, you're coming at it from a better state of mind and you're able to kind of see things differently. Doesn't mean you're not going to get challenged. Of course not. You are, but you might be able to handle it a wee bit better than you would do if you were boom, rushing straight out the door, stressed, anxious, and um, in a hurry. That's powerful. Yeah. And it's so true that them little sort of changes make such a difference. Like, and I think Wayne Dyer has that quote, you know, you change the way you look at things. You change, uh, sorry, you change where you look at things and the things you look at change, you know, and because uh, you can do that, like you can leave the house and think, oh, I live in a terrible world and you're looking at the news and you're going outside and you're seeing the traffic jams and you're seeing all the negativity around people arguing, you know, but I find that if you look, look at, out at all the positive stuff as well, you know, you'd see the fucking, you know, you see people out smiling, people out swimming, people out running, you know, there's also positivity as well but as you said earlier you know about living in harmony with that negative and positive uh, thing in life that's not all the one what for you like what do you think makes makes a good strong mindset um having a good strong mindset for me again i'll go back to like understanding your values mm. and living according to them so for me, if you're doing, like, if your life is demonstrating what you actually truly value and you live according to them and you stop trying to live in other people's values, which is what most people do. Like, we look at social media and we see all these people doing X, Y, and Z, and then we give ourselves a hard time because we're not doing that. But you're not doing that a lot of the times because it's not something that you really do truly want. It's not mm -hmm. high in your priorities because if it was, you'd be doing it mm -hmm. or at least trying to achieve it. So when you live according to what it is your life is truly demonstrating, what you truly prioritize and what is actually meaningful to you, you begin to stop comparing yourself to other people. And when you stop comparing yourself to other people, you become more balanced, you become centered, and you're being your authentic self, let's say. And that is probably one of the most powerful things that can empower your mindset because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're understanding that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're living a life according to what you truly value and you don't compare yourself to other people now you have all the other things that you can do then also that impact and strengthen that which is like shifting and changing maybe some goals and beliefs and you have like self-talk and all the other things that you can do that really begin to influence your mind and influence your body and, and get you clear 
we all know the power of repetition and affirmations and the things that they can do to help us reprogram some of those old beliefs. But I think first and foremost, it's trying to find out what you do truly value, what you love. Um, and that, again, that's not to say that it's all going to be rosy and it's all going to be like perfect. And because you understand that and you're doing what you love, that everything is um, fantastic. It's not. I think that understanding that you're still going to have the ups and downs. And again, the quote de Martini says, love is a synchronicity of complementary opposites, which yeah. is both sides. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? I love that, yeah. Yeah, the man, it's, it's powerful. It's like learning that, like, I, I suppose another one that I heard was that, uh, you know, it's not about staying out to see, it's about learning to, 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 to suppose, ride the waves, like, you know what I mean? That no matter what life, whatever's thrown at you, that we can, uh, yeah. that we can adapt to whatever happens. And you talked about it with the, with the lockdown and saying, right, I, I've done me bit in the negative, now it's time to say, what can I do from this? Because I know when I, sometimes some things hit me, that it's not just, oh, what's the positive? That sometimes I, do, I will go through that bit of self-loathing and a bit of self-pity, but I pull myself out of it. That I don't go down that path so long anymore, as much as I used to, where to be in a, in a depression, whereas now we kind of, something got, doesn't go my way, I feel it, I understand that. I'm like, Roy, that was a bit shit. You know, I go through my bit of process, I go, go through my process and then say, Roy, what's the next right thing I can do? How can I, how can I try from here? What's the, you know, what's, what's the, what's the lesson in this? Like, you know? Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent, and I think if if we can be more conscious of that, like again, as I say, kind of day by day, um, experience by experience, circumstance by circumstance, if we're more conscious of both sides of all things, like we stay in balance, mm. and we generally don't get the peaks and the flows and the lows and the highs if we do that, where we can kind of stay a wee bit more um, like coherent. Yeah. But that's a fucking hard process. Yeah, yeah. Sure, because we need to understand that we get triggered here and we get triggered there. And, and anytime we do get triggered, sometimes it's just being conscious of it without it letting you um, end up in a spiral and, and letting it take you in a certain direction. It's like taking a breath again and going, right, hold on a minute. Um, yeah. Where is this leading me to? Or what's the lesson I'm learning in it? Or what is the other side of this? And how can I understand that person's perspective or what they're thinking and what they're saying? Yeah. Um, and I find that again, like we judge people because we try and get people to live according to what we want or value, which is futile instead of understanding right, what that person's doing, what they feel is most important to them and what they truly prioritize. Yeah. And you're doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's powerful, isn't it? And it's, that's the thing, man, is it, it's, it keep reminding ourselves that we're all on different journeys. Like we're all on different we all have we're all here for different reasons whatever they may be and you know not you never know what someone's going through not the judge and you know i remember one time seeing this it was for a run there i remember about a year ago and it was, it was when i first started running and uh i seen this guy out running and i thought geez, he's he's running very slow and i just like in my head going just he's he's running very slow and then i finished that i'd seen him again when i finished at the 44 and uh, I finished again, and uh, I was just I just ended up going up and chatting to him. And but when I seen him before, he looked real weak and just could barely run. I was like, "Geez, that fella, he's not fit. Like he's not fit at all." And uh, and then when I got talking to him at the forty foot, you know, it turned out he was in the middle of running the marathon. Like you know what I mean? Uh, but you, and that's why like, straight away I seen him and I judged him because he looks so fatigued. And I just assumed that he's probably doing like a little run and he's just so unfit. But he was doing yeah. a marathon, like, and I was, and, but that's the thing, we never know where people are coming from or how far they've come. 
you know what I mean, in life. And, and we're so we're so quick to label someone or put them in a little box or a little category without actually going and, and taking the time to get to know that person and seeing how can their journey help you on your journey, you know what I mean? Shit, man, and that's a fucking really good analogy to use. Like that person's on a marathon. Like you never, like you, maybe see a homeless person, or maybe see a person down and out, or a business that's collapsed, or somebody's had another broken relationship, or whatever it may be. Like the person might have been on a marathon of all of those things, like over and over and over again. And you're seeing this person at one stage and thinking, like, why don't you fucking give yourself a good shake? Mm. Or why don't you do this? Or why don't you like do that? Or why can't you be better? But again, as you said, like they're on a marathon. Maybe they are on a marathon. Yeah, it's it's mad, man. Oh, and that's the thing that we keep keep that in mind. That say, like, you know, to to be mindful of everyone's kind of different journeys. And I think everyone crosses paths for a reason as well. Like, you know what I mean? That we're always kind of, as you said, you, you cross paths with your with your mentor, and he kind of guided you onto onto a different way of life. And uh, you know, God knows the amount of people that you've you've helped and impacted, and you know, helped them change their lives as well. Like, and for you, like, what what do you think today was some of the best advice you've ever gotten in your life? Some of the best advice I've gotten. Um, it's hard. That's a hard question. Some of the best advice I've gotten because I've gotten so much good advice from um, so many different people. To pinpoint one person or one specific thing would probably be hard. Like I've had coaches and mentors for the last 16 years, um, and I still do. I'm always, I think for me, and maybe that's the advice, is they like always be a student, is they just yeah. keep learning, and they be open-minded, and like anytime you think that you know it all, you're fucked. Yeah, like, yeah. You, like you need to have your ego check when you get to that stage, because for me, this is just a constant state of progression and a constant state of evolving and a constant state of like looking to learn and improve and, and be a better version of me first and foremost. Um, and then being able to use that knowledge and the things that I learned to be able to apply it and help other people on that journey. Um, to pinpoint it as the best or the one like best advice it would be, would be pretty hard because I've had some fantastic mentors and coaches and I've learned from them all. Had some that I haven't either, but I've learned from them as well too. So sometimes you learn what to do and sometimes you learn what not to do. So to say that one thing is a negative wouldn't serve you. Um, again, it's flawed because it serves you as well too. You've learned a lesson on that. So I'd say a collective over the, the years from all the people that I've learned from is it's just just to constantly keep learning, to be a student and to keep growing. I love that, man. Yeah, just always be teachable. It's like I heard that quote, you know, a, a good teacher can teach, a great teacher is teachable. And, uh, you know, just, yeah, that's so true, you know, just to, yeah, like, I found as life goes on, like, I don't need to smarten up, I need to dumb down, like, you know what I mean? It's like, I remember, like, even th- thinking, oh, geez, I, I know, I know, so, like, I remember years ago thinking, oh, geez, I know so much about addiction until I got addicted and then I realised I know nothing about it like you know and I had all intellectually I had it all wrapped up I had all the books even the book about meditation man I tell you everything about meditation I went over to Thailand and then just for a tree and then I remember some guru, some fucking uh, fella just turned around to me and goes do you actually ever meditate and I was like no no not really no you know but <laughs> I have all the books and I have all the teachers Anthony Anthony Demello Edgar Tolle I tell you everything and all these lovely quotes out, out of Buddhism 
But uh, I never actually sat down and meditated, like, you know, because I was trying yeah. to, I wanted to be the lad in the room that knew everything about meditation. You know, I was wearing the robe and the beads and, you know, like the ego. I was just doing it for the ego. But I, yeah. I, I, I didn't actually meditate, you know what I mean? And, and like that, just to know that you're, you're always, we're always just students, like, you know. 100% and there's a massive difference between knowing um, and experiencing and you know when you experience something you feel it knowing it intellectually isn't usually um, doesn't really mean that it sinks in and you actually get it I think when you actually experience it emotionally and you feel something mm. you make a connection yeah. what is that I think it was Tony Robbins said emotion, uh, information without emotion never gets through I love that yeah, yeah. What's, what's the other thing he says uh, emotion stands for energy in motion it's just the uh, mm the energy within us. So like you you obviously t- you've done so much now. Like what what sort of legacy would you love to leave behind? And what what would you love people to remember you for? Um to be honest man, it's not really something that I really focus on. It's yeah. kind of strange that, like on the grand scheme of things, does it <laughs> is it even gonna matter? Probably not. Um for me I just I want to do something that I'm inspired by each day. I want to live a life that I feel that is helping others and that I'm um, sharing everything that I'm learning on this path along the way. And if I can inspire other people to make and create change in their own lives, if I can help other people maybe wake up to some of the things that are being destructive in their nature and holding them back from being the person that they really want to be, if I can inspire people to be fitter, stronger, healthier, more empowered versions themselves, then for me, that's my legacy. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm inspired to do each and every single day as a coach, as a business owner, as a father, as a husband. Um, like trying to leave a specific thing doesn't really interest me, to be totally honest, man. I just want to keep moving forward and growing with myself and helping other people do the same. I love that, man. That, that's that's second powerful. And what and what do you think now when you're, when you're talking about that guy getting pulled out of the car, what advice do you think you would have went back and given to yourself at that stage? Um, probably to have more confidence in yourself, more belief. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, man. Right. And my last question to you is in a year's time, you run into yourself on the road. What would you like to tell yourself you've achieved? That, um, I've grown my sphere of influence. I've helped and impacted more people on a global scale that my, goals and business uh goals have been achieved and that i'm moving towards where i want to be progressively um and have grown from the stage um where i'm at right now compared to next year that have grown for me it's just constantly about trying to grow and it's not always growing in one area of life you grow in many different areas and because you're not growing in business doesn't mean that you're not growing spiritually or you're not growing financially or you're not growing um in your family or vocationally socially you grow in all areas, but a lot of times if we only see that we're not growing in one area, we negate how we're growing in other areas. So for me, it's just growth, but That's powerful. Seamus, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, man. And uh, I've, I've literally gotten so much out of this. I've been sitting here taking notes. I've gotten, I've gotten a free coaching session out of this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no man it's been br- it's been brilliant listening to you man and uh, thanks so much for coming on and helping me and you're, you're obviously going to help anyone that listens to this podcast man so uh, yeah thanks thanks a million for coming on thank you Colin cheers thanks brother